0: Welcome to the Garage Night Podcast Episode 2. This week, we talk to Andy Tamlin about his Ford Focus SVT and 1999 Mustang Cobra. We talk to Jeff Tracy about his 1960 Ford Falcon, and we talk about our college years entering the hobby via automotive forums. Welcome to Garage Night, um, where we just talk about anything that happens in a garage. Uh, I have joined with me, uh, as last week, Jeff Tracy. Hey there. And uh, Andy Tamlin joining us this week. Hello. Andy actually uh, likes cars made after his birth, so that will be a fun change. So we can hit um, both ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. Um so we're going to do the same this week. We're going to start with uh, daily driving, move into car thoughts, and on to news. Not that I found anything interesting, but we'll give it a shot. All right. Um, so we'll we'll have Andy start us off. Uh, what's what What do you want to talk about? What you got a few few different vehicles in the garage? What do you want to start with this week?
1: Well, I suppose we'll go with the one that's failing right now. Ironically enough, the one that was just fixed, the Focus. Apparently, the battery went kaput, at least as far as I can tell so far. I've spent all of about five minutes trying to diagnose it, but that's the kind of time I have.
0: What uh, That was a 003 SVT focus?
1: Uh, 03 SVT European package. We call it the pumpkin.
0: Because <laughs> it's the best color they put on those.
1: Exactly. Or if you want to get hip and trendy, we call it the, the PSL or pumpkin spice latte.
0: So you just—it's just clicking. You said you—it's uh it's been going downhill. So you're pretty sure it's the battery. Is what else can it be?
1: Pretty sure it's a battery. It, I haven't tested the alternator yet, but it started hard one day last week, and then uh, Friday went out to take it out, and it—it it wouldn't even try. It turned over once and went click click, and that was it. I jumped it, ran it around the block a couple times, went out Sunday to. Fire it up again, pull it back in the garage before the snow, same thing. Went out, turned over once, click, click. So, and jumped it again, put it in the garage, put the, put the charger on. it. Finally came up to 100% this morning, and it fired right off. So, we'll see if the battery goes downhill from there. That is pretty much my extent of messing with anything for the last couple of weeks, really.
2: Mustang's been pretty solid then.
1: Mustang has been uh, covered up and uninsured for about three months now.
2: <laughs> what what what, what year Mustang is that again? What do, you, what do you got under the hood?
1: So, 99 Cobra, uh, nowhere near stock. <laughs> uh, basically, 03 drivetrain, Viper Spec, Q56, Forge motor, with Pro Charger on it. That
0: sounds pretty damn fast. You got that dynoed, right? Uh, earlier this year
1: no i never did the setup when i got it was basically stock motor with the with the blower with a cat-back exhaust on it that was dyno when i got the car at 410 and since then i've put basically a straight through exhaust on it rebuilt a bunch of shit and upped the uh Put a small pulley on it, so it's pushing 16 pounds now. Once I get it tuned, um, we'll get it
0: re 16 pounds. So what do, you, what do you think it's putting at the wheels then? Like, you must have some idea. So stock form was, was yeah, the way it is
1: now, um and it, where it was before, where, like I said, was 410. I would be happy with anything north of 500 as long as it's reliably tuned. I'm thinking you're adding... You know, with the exhaust, the, the free falling exhaust and, you know, we're talking eight, you know, another eight pounds or so. Yeah, I would anticipate five, five and a half, somewhere in that range. Who knows what it comes out to.
0: That thing's a monster. We'll have to get uh, more updates on that if you, if you get anything done after the uh, winter season.
1: Yeah, come spring, we'll get it get the tuning done on it and see what it comes out to.
0: Because you just, when you had it over here in Oregon, you uh, redid the the whole suspension on it, right? Yeah. So before that was actually
1: in process when we moved, um, it was torn apart and then I got the opportunity to come out here in the Boise. So it was apart when I moved actually, but now it's all done. Yeah. So it's complete, completely redone suspension. New sway bars, you, you know everything. Coilovers, new shocks, um, everything all the way through. Took the IRS up, put the whole kit in that. New end links, you know uh, the whole new bushing kit, everything in the in the IRS. Um, yeah, basically nothing left untouched other than sheet metal on that car.
0: Well, good stuff. I know. I know uh, Jeff's been working on his too because uh, he sent us some some pictures of a little more work done on that, that rear axle. I saw that. Yeah. It looks like it's coming along nicely.
2: Yeah. I, uh, this last weekend I ended up working a little bit on the, uh, on the 50 Chevy. Um, it's uh, you know, I got the got my brackets for the, you know, new rear suspension. I got those all welded up and, you know, it was a lot of crawling around underneath the car and, you know, burning yourself with, uh, with welds and grinding and all types of nasty stuff. But uh, I got everything, uh, mocked up on the, uh, on the car, got the brackets installed. And then I got the, uh, welded the plates that I made onto the, uh, onto the axle, uh, swapped all the brakes off my old axle and all the good parts off that and onto the, onto the new junkyard axle. And, um uh, I just actually uh, at work today. I cut up my plasma parts, uh, plasma out my last uh, well, of my last round of parts, but nearly my last round of parts for the, uh, the coilover uh, mounts, both to the axle and to the uh, to the crossmember on the uh, on the top side of the step notch. So uh, those should all be uh, pretty much ready to roll. I gotta machine out the holes and everything, but uh, but once those are done, I'll I'll uh, clean those up, get them tacked into place and fit everything up. Uh, and then, uh, you know, double check my dimensions before I make my panhard bar mount. And then uh, once that's done, you know, I'm hoping I can have all, all that stuff ready to roll by end of the week and maybe, uh, you know, maybe cut the last of the plasma parts out by uh, Thursday. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll have it all together by the weekend if I'm really ambitious, but we'll see.
0: I was also hoping that uh you could talk a little bit about the the uh Falcon cuz I know that's mm. that's something that uh you have a lot of affection for is the old blue uh thing
2: the old blue thing <laughs> Yeah it's a it's a fun little car I really like that car so it's a uh 1960 Ford Falcon um I can't express how how uh, awesome this car is. At least to me, uh, <laughs> I really enjoy driving it. It's just uh, such a great little machine. Uh, I bought it uh, four years ago now, and uh, I just bought my motorcycle. And you know, I've been looking for a few years at, at these old cars, these old Falcons. You know that I wrote really like the early years, the sixty and the sixty one. And, uh, I couldn't find anything that wasn't either fully restored or was a complete basket case. I couldn't find any nice drivers. So I was just looking to looking looking I came across one on eBay shortly after I bought my first motorcycle and, uh, and, uh, it was $1,900. And, uh, the guy had terrible pictures on there. It was in, it was in Bend, which isn't far from us. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I, it was, it had like eight hours left on the auction. I was like, oh, you know, I should buy it, but I just, I can't justify it. Cause I can't see the car. and I don't want to buy a car side of the scene. So I missed it. And, uh, you know, I just been kicking myself and kicking myself, and kicking myself. And sure enough, uh, about two months later, um, in, uh, in, uh let's see where was it was Coos Bay, uh, the same car popped up and, uh, you know, it was the same color. It was the same interior. It was the same car. I knew it was and uh, so I, I contacted the guy immediately and um, said, hey, uh, is this is this car for chance by sale or for sale uh, Ben Oregon? He said, oh yeah, yeah, that's the guy I bought it from. I said, okay. Um, you know, called him up and, and drove down there the next day and uh, 2800 bucks drove it back. Uh, just fell in love with the car, you know, driving it home, you know, just, you know, I don't know, there's something about it just transported me back in time, you know, just the, you know, the old skinny, thin wheel, the smell of the old, you know, musty old smell of the interior, you know, it was somewhat mouse eaten, but, uh, you know, the engine ran strong. It was, it was rebuilt, um, transmission shifted smooth and, and, you know, uh, learning to drive the three on the tree on the way home was great. You know, four hour trip home, having, uh, having not driven a three on the tree, um, uh, but one, one other time was, uh, certainly fun, but it was just, it was just great. It just hummed along and it just, it just wanted to keep going. You know, and I, the first thoughts I had when I brought it home was like, what am I going to do with this thing? You know, I I didn't, I was like, I don't have a reason to have this car. I don't, I don't need it. But when I sat in it, I wanted to drive it. I just wanted to be in the car. It was just a good place to be. And, uh, it just, it, it, it really was a time warp. It just, it puts me in a different era Every time I drive it, you know, you feel like you're piloting this, this car and, and it feels to me like the smoky seventies, you know, I have said that before, um, you know, you're driving this, just little, just this, this time machine, you know, the paint's kind of faded chipping off in places and um, you know, it's, it, it kind of rattles here and there, but it, you know, it drives nice and smooth and, steering is super, super precise for what it is. You know, it's not you know, I'm not talking M three, but, you know, for the era in the car you would expect some play. But this thing is just pointy and fun and you drive it down a hill, it has no power. When you drive it down a hill, it's just the uh, it's just a riot, you know, the the front end dives in, the back end just kinda of floats around and you're just you're comfortable but you're just you're just laughing the whole time you're driving it. You know, it's just Well the
0: steering's not over boosted and that's a big that's a big difference between more modern cars and something that old where they, they weren't over boosting them yet. They, they're a bit vague cause they're not rack and pinion necessarily, but they, they aren't over boosted like a, uh, like 97 expedition, let's say.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're, everything in that car is a hundred percent manual. Like it's, it's manual everything. And that's really one of the biggest draws for me. You know, when I was looking at, that cars on paper you know i'm like okay i love fords i can't help it you know that's my one of the, my brands you know and then the second thing i wanted was i wanted a rear wheel drive and the third thing I, is i wanted a classic i didn't want something with all of these things that could go wrong you know my my fox body as you guys both well know left a really bad taste in my mouth for uh small items that break um things like uh the idle air control valve, the vacuum lines, the, uh, the, the upper, upper intake end, manifold, upper in Yeah. We were there. We did that intake swap. that took all like two days <laughs> and and you with no sleep. Um, it, you know, it's just that car fought me every step of the way. And the Fox body, uh, according to all the internet is the, you know, the quintessential Mustang late model Mustang to have, it was the car that, Uh, you know, is like, oh, it's super reliable, it's such a classic, blah, 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 and I had nothing but problems with mine for years, and I mean, every time that uh, uh, we would have a garage night, my car had the hood up because something was broken on it, and, uh, you know, so for for many years, I had a a resentment to fuel injection, and just the sensitivity that those uh, cars had to any type of problem any type of open loop in the system any time
0: dirty of, bass uh, airflow sensors yeah I,
2: I i clean that thing regularly because you know uh after about 500 miles of it's sitting it'll idle weird and it'll do weird weird stuff and you know it's just it's just super super finicky and you know i know carbs can be that way like randy i know you of all people know that with dirt bikes
0: but yep, they can be finicky
2: yeah and but for me, you know, driving the Bronco for years, like I'm like that truck always started, it always idled, it always drove great. And with this Falcon, I mean, for the last four years, I've had virtually no issues with it. I mean, beyond just simple maintenance and and time related issues, the biggest issue I had really was when it sat uh, not running for a short time when I didn't realize on these old cars they had uh, flat uh, flat tap it. Uh, I guess it's flat tap it or mechanical. Uh, non-hydraulic valves, solid valves, or, uh, or lifters, sorry, lifters. And, non-roller uh, so you had to, cam. Yeah, you had to, a non-roller cam and, uh, and non-hydraulic, uh, lifters. So there were, there were solid lifters. So you had to, you had to adjust the, uh, lash every year or two, depending on how much you drove it. And with me putting as many miles as I did on this car, uh, you know, I put 40 some thousand on it for years. Um, I, uh. I have to adjust it every year, every other year, and uh, it w- they weren't right to begin with. So, you know, after about a year of driving it and it started running just terribly and it would get what I thought was vapor lock, uh, it would just act super weird. You know, it'd start up cold just fine, fire right up, blah, blah, you know, and I'd drive it and, uh, you know, within 20 minutes, it would just shut off and, you know, to the point where it would skin the tires and not restart. And uh, it was just super frustrating. And I was like, you know, man, these old cars are just not, they're not all their crap up to be blah, blah, blah. And all it took was a little bit of like troubleshooting. And, um, and, and so, I don't know. Anyway, it just understanding how the system works and understanding the, the raw mechanics of it. Uh, it just made it so much more enjoyable to work on, you know, knowing that everything was so simple and, you started to learn to trust the build quality of the old cars because you know, the things just, they don't break, you know, every time I, I expected it to be so fragile that I, I break the, the wiper motor or the, or the, you know, or, uh, you know, even a control arm, anything like just, I expected things just to be fragile, but they really weren't. They're just, it's super robust, super rebuildable, just really fun thing to drive. And, uh, I'm rambling now, but, um, you know, it, it, I really enjoy that little car and and to this day I uh, I still drive it um, you know 40 50 miles a day to work and back so it's it just gets me along doesn't go very fast but it does get me along so
0: I genuinely believe that you should keep that vehicle but you should get a 5 series to daily and that needs to get a little V8 put in it and maybe some sway bars and you need to autocross the Falcon daily drive a beamer i think that's the right answer
1: i agree with autocrossing the falcon and i will challenge it with the focus (laughs) i i I fully intend to take it next year i'm gonna buy a set of tires in the spring and i'm gonna try and run it as much as i can next season
0: is there a track there close to uh close to where you live there in, in Boise? They there there's autocross
1: know? there's autocross at the fairgrounds here in downtown ish. Um that they do quite often in the spring and summer. And they're building right now, they just broke ground on I believe it's a mile and a half road course track out in Emmett, which is like a forty five minute drive north of kuna where I'm at, which is just south oh, yeah. of Boise.
0: I read that story. I remember doing it because did I send you that article or did I forget to send it? Cause I know I read that and went, Oh, Andy needs to, to be all over this. Somebody
1: here sent it to me in town, but yeah, it's, it looks promising that they, from what I've read they it's on track to open next season. So we'll see. Yeah, can cons- construction the, out the here focus. does not, does not go slowly. Things get done pretty quickly out here. So, if they say it's going to be open for next season, you know, next, you know, summer season, then I'm hopeful.
2: I could see us making a road trip over there for uh, some uh, autocross action for a weekend. Oh, yeah. And yes. Yes. Definitely. We can uh, swap keys with each other or something and see how. Uh, how each other's vehicles perform
0: right i'm not sure how i feel about the key party aspect of this but the uh <laughs> the auto crossing i am all about well see typically
1: this is a me and jeff thing i get in his car he beats on him i'm i get in his i beat on his this is usually how it works and you usually video from the sidelines of me getting jeff in trouble
0: yes <laughs> that's, that's usually that how is, that this works usually how that goes yes. yeah yeah well, that's the, be- that's the best way of doing it. If Jeff isn't getting in trouble, then he's not getting he's not getting upset, and that's no fun. Right now. I mean, tally-ho. I, tally-ho. I always, tally-ho. I always seem to be the one that,
2: uh, that gets in trouble.
0: <laughs>
2: Toss Andy the keys to my Mustang. He goes and does a burnout in the mall parking lot and hands me the keys back, and the guy comes down to write my <laughs> my driver's <lessons> license <laughs>
0: we went there for like a year and a half and then i'm not there one time you guys get us kicked out of the parking lot forever
2: dude i was there one time too man i was in college i just (laughs) i literally showed up from college that night that's That's right
0: welcome home jeff welcome home i just had an eight hour drive yeah
1: Mm -hmm. Says, says the guy who says oh i've got a i've got a fox body, and it won't do a burnout (laughs)
2: I guess that was just a stupid way of phrasing it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. He was breaking in those upgraded 19-pound injectors. Oh, yeah.
1: We had to max those out.
2: Yeah, hey, you never know. (laughs) Andy put them in.
0: (laughs) I forget. You guys have known each other a lot longer than, than I've known, I think, either of you? Or did I meet you, Jeff, before you met Andy.
2: Well, we knew each other in, in high school, uh, but we started hanging out about uh, I don't know two or three years after I, I started hanging out with Andy.
0: Okay, uh, so you did know Andy before.
2: I met Andy. I think it was like 2008 or 2009. Uh, that's been ten years now. Um, so I think it was. I want to say it was 07 or 08. Yeah, it's been a while. I got I got my Mustang in 08.
1: Yeah, something like that because I know I was—I think I was still living in the
2: dorms at Oregon Tech at that point. Yeah, yeah, we went uh, to—we met at. uh, See, we joined. We both were on this website uh, that was a local Mustang forum called Superior Stang. That I I remember when I was, you know, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You were, I was in high school, and you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, time to. time to get on the forums and, and get uh, involved, you know? And so I, uh, I look up local Mustang, you know, uh, groups. And and so I end up stumbling across Superior Stangs and peruse the forum a little bit. seems like a cool group of guys. And I, I join and it's, you know, it's really a pretty dead forum. There's minimal posting, blah, blah, blah. And so I felt like I kind of uh, maybe sparked some life into the place a little bit, trying to get people to go like do stuff seemed like no one was wanting to meet up and i was all enthusiastic i got this new car and i want to meet people that have the same car so i'm like oh let's do a meet up and let's do this and this uh, first meet up i go to and uh andy went to it and he had his v 6 at the time we all show up and it was a weird group because i brought up a, a few of my friends from college or from high school at design and uh so they were with me and then we kind of roll into uh this place called uh I think it was Pietros or something pizza. It's a pizza parlor, and we we come in. and We're a little late, and uh, I look around. and I'm like, "Mustang guys, where are you at?" And they're like, "They're two groups of guys sitting on two different tables. No one's talking." And I'm like, "Oh no, this is a bad this is a bad situation. Why is that? Why is no one conversing and having a good time?" And uh, I think I think the big issue was there was a big age gap and like there's like the young guys that were in their you know 20s and and teens at the time and then there were the older guys who were kind of reliving that like um that you know they were probably in their 40s 50s and 60s who wanted to recapture that mustang of their youth so there was a lot of i don't know there was just this weird gap in interests and you know and, and stuff like that so um i don't know it, it was just it was odd I, I tried to facilitate some conversation there trying to get people engaged and and talking and opening up and and no one really wanted to uh to be a part of that and uh, everyone was really quiet and really shy and really timid and eventually i got people like hey let's go let's go out to the parking lot let's check out the cars blah 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 and so anyway um after that first time, I'm like, man, do I really want to be a part of this group? No one wants to hang out or talk or whatever. And then I ended up sticking it out and said, you know, it's good to meet everybody, blah, blah, blah. And then Andy and I started hanging out, like, very shortly thereafter. He like, he was persistent in, in uh, seeing, you know, seeing people like going to meetups and stuff. And um, then I met Julian and a couple other people there. And we started just kind of going out, you know, Fridays and Saturdays, we were all like, pretty much single i mean we were all like you know some of us had girlfriends or whatever but we'd still go out and have fun and like you know we weren't drinking i wasn't drinking at the time because i wasn't old enough but we were still going out and causing trouble till you know till two three in the morning just having a good good time doing stuff and so uh randy when you got your bullet you showed up what was it uh 2010
0: yeah i would have been yeah uh february or march of 2010 because i think i got in touch with you pretty early on i i might have had the car like three days and i contacted our our mutual friend and uh about it and he said you should talk to jeff remember he's that guy that came up in his mustang and with the big 12 inch sub and woke up all of your neighbors (laughs) and got your parents mad at you in your driveway. I'm like, Oh yeah. That guy who doesn't have limited slip on his Mustang and does the one wheel peel. Yeah. That guy. Okay. So I, uh, he puts me in touch with, with Jeff and, and Jeff's like, Oh, you should get on superior, man. It's great. Uh, superior was great for a while. And I remember going on the first beach cruise and that was, that was fun. Cause there was like eight of us at the peak. We went out to the Oregon coast and, um, you know, I didn't. I didn't know a bunch of these. A bunch of these people. But it was it the first year or the second year that I was there. It would have been your third year that um that they jumped. We jumped them. We jumped the, the MX five. That was the, that was the third year. It was my second year. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's the third year because yeah, that was the year we got it stuck in the log. Then we got it unstuck. Then we jumped it.
0: Yeah, because there was enough of us there we could pick up. Yeah, we picked it up and drug it like ten feet. <laughs> Yeah, that was the second year because I didn't get to help because I had a broken – my finger was still broken. I couldn't really lift lift things like that.
2: I think the first year, we uh, – uh, I think Josh met us at the mall, and he didn't go with us, but the rest of us all went. Bruno
0: – The first year is when Bruno did a burnout and ran his car out of oil. oil. But, oh, that was the year that the video is about –
2: I have the video up on my YouTube, I think. There's a couple yeah. different ones. Yeah. Julian had his at his Mustang at the time before yeah. so many rebuilds. And he was he was doing burnouts at every intersection and you know, him and him and Danielle. And then uh, that was the year that we went to we got down onto the uh, we tried to go down onto the beach. And I think Julian at the time might have been a little bit uh, intoxicated um in some form or another and uh and
1: buried his car i feel like that was the second year because adrian was with us
0: that was the first that was the first year because i wasn't there when you guys all got stuck at the entrance yeah you had to leave her i had to start towing out i wasn't i wasn't there yet yeah because
1: we went up julian said
0: oh no follow me
1: went down went around the hard way buried his car adrian followed got her car stuck and me and Jeff, we walked to the top of the hill because I said, this does not sound like a good idea. We walked to the top of the hill and laughed our ass off at Julian digging his car out of the sand. And we said, yeah. yeah, we both, yep. we both got smart. <laughs> yeah, like we're not doing this. Yeah, that was a good time. Then the, cop, then the cop showed up and had to tow the cars out with his
2: with his Suburban. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good time. man. That was fun.
0: That's funny because that's technically a highway and uh, the – I think it was the second year that one of uh, one of the members got pulled over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't it? the – I want to say it was Aaron Ben or Ben Ben. 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 Yeah, ben. yeah, he got pulled over and talked to, and that's that was a couple minutes after uh some people were doing donuts yeah and up and down and then they came and over and then ass. he he gets pulled over for doing like 30 and a 10 yeah sort of a thing pretty like, much you need to bad slow bad. down in this and it's like a stock 87 lx yeah yeah just it had like a bra on it yep yeah stock. Car. Car. yeah <laughs> leave the white one with the blue stripes and the uh and you know the the cobra hood roush bumper new edge leave that one alone yeah the two that look but, like they're about yeah, to put something I'm up. The one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then the third year was uh was there was the donuts yes
2: uh, was the third year when uh when they got the video doing um in your car that didn't actually come out but you just build your car with sand doing donuts on the beach
0: (laughs) years i was pulling sand out of the back bumper of that car for years so funny story
1: about that so that was the year i did a bunch of my car too the the last year i had the sixer i pulled the tank out of it to to swap the fuel pump to go to the cobra pump setup i dropped the tank out of the car and piles and piles of sand came off the top of the tank in
0: my dad's garage i was like
1: This is from like four years ago. It was no
0: there. Oh man. Yeah. That was, that was gnarly. That was the first time that I drifted with Julian. Uh, He was, he was in the car, that kid, he has no fear. Just we're doing, we're doing circles and he's just, I can't ride with someone when they're doing cookies. It just, it, my heart palpitates. I'm going to have a heart attack and he's just chilling. Like he could have gone to sleep. He's like, you're working the wheel a little bit too much. Just kind of keep it yeah. a little steady. Like he can go out a little bit, then bring it in. But he's like, don't saw at the wheel too much. Kind of keep steady, steady throttle. And he's just totally chill. And I'm like, I can't even believe it. You know? This
1: is coming from the kid who does donuts around cops, around,
2: uh, around Clackamas.
0: Yeah, with one hand in a turbo Cobra. Yeah. I'm sure it's been long enough. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I remember the, one of the first times I rode with him, uh, the, our mutual friend, um, he had a party, uh, which no one showed up to, uh, for the 4th of July. But, uh, Julian showed up with uh, a few of his friends and he's like, where's the party? And, and uh, our friends like, I don't know. And, uh, and so we ended up going for a ride in this Cobra or I think it was just me and, me and Julian and And, uh, the whole time, I mean, he's just sideways the entire time. I mean, he had skinny little tires on it, but it was still super fun. Was just, he was just—he was so comfortable with that car not being straight, you know, just always being at some angle, you know, or something. Uh, yeah, he was a really, he was a really good driver for sure. But I don't know, man, Andy, Andy really killed it, too, with, with his old six. I mean, he was he was uh, on rails with that thing. I think it was crazy fast.
0: The other video that surfaced recently um, in the warehouse. Oh, God, the warehouse was so much fun. Because it starts just wonderfully with with a smoke show. That's just so good. I think I watched this last
2: week, actually. I was so upset that I missed that day that i was i was at college during that weekend that would have been a fantastic video opportunity
1: yeah it's just this old basically you know abandoned warehouse and kind of uh you know they basically was it southeast portland just kind of east of the river and this big big open abandoned warehouse and I'm like let's go let's go screw around in here and you know, make a video or whatever, and
0: it's just north of the Dairy Gold yeah, sign, and right? Uh, right next to the Ross Island Bridge. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. 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 There's like an abandoned building there that I think I took pictures of, and you guys, when I t- I posted in a group, you guys were like, "That's right by blah blah blah, whatever it was." Uh, yeah. Like
0: you guys shot the video. Yeah. I bet there's still tire marks. From I'm sure there from is. Julian and
1: Andy, between the two, she we probably went through a set of tires.
0: Oh yeah, you, yeah. You guys were doing some some gnarly maneuvers there. There was handfuls of rubber yeah. that I was picking up off the ground that were warm, and I was laughing. Just balls of rubber, yeah. I love
2: the music that they put to that video, too. That was so good.
0: Yeah, that was... Yeah, it was Foo Fighters. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, Perfect. Foo Fighters.
0: Pretender, I think? I believe so. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. listen to you, man. Foo Fighters guru over
0: here I should not know that I don't even listen to him that much (laughs) I think it's because I watched the video recently Yeah Yeah, I did too
2: Calvin Brown is the YouTube uh, Name Channel here I'll post it in chat The video is titled SuperiorStangs.com And the video is Andy's car doing a burnout To start Oh, so good. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: every time I see that car, I miss it a little more.
2: I know. I, I really liked
0: your car. Just remember, it, it it rode like it was a solid frame. It
1: it really it really did, but it handled outstanding.
2: It rode. It made as much noise as my Chevy does.
1: Probably more.
2: Because <laughs> when that car
1: met its demise, yeah.
2: it had full exhausts on it and everything. It was louder. I think you're. Your Mustang was uh, the color on it was just so
1: good. I, as much as I love the electric green on the Cobra, I really do like. I still love the Amazon green.
2: Oh yeah, no, your Amazon green color was was perfect on that. Yeah,
1: Cobra. yeah. The electric green I love it for the rarity of it. You know, there's only a hundred and I think they only made 110 of them total, so it's a rare car. But color wise, I love the Amazon better.
2: Man, this video brings back some memories dude i remember going out with you guys doing this kind of stuff oh this is so good i love the video of julian when he shifts from first to second
1: man i'll have I'll have to find the video of uh of uh the burnout competition at Jimmy's place i got I got the cobra and, uh or not sorry the sixer i think fourth
2: did you really do you have the skinnies on no it?
1: i had my two my 275s on it
2: no way, that's crazy. I couldn't
1: get it in the fifth. But, I mean, that car had maybe, on a good day, maybe 250 horse at the wheel. Maybe.
0: Hey, you be careful, because I think it thought my car was pretty fast, and you were right on its tail.
1: And it was nipping at the bullet.
0: Hey, that one no, time. You that were. one
1: time, that's enough. It's a contender.
0: Don't miss
1: it. I miss third. What did I tell you not
0: to do? <laughs> Too soon, Junior. <laughs> did anyone hear any any interesting news at all or
1: i mean there's there's two i found on or there's three couple things i found on autoblog well loosely the the three and i saw one of them is did you see the the mclaren 650s that had the tire total it
0: what? no i did not w- so uh
1: it's an mlb players mclaren was in for service and a rogue semi-tire uh Came off, hit a oh. hit like the a, a a wall outside of the window, bounced up and into the dealership and totaled his six fifty s.
2: How did that total it?
1: It's a it's a carbon fiber Monaco. It's a one piece carbon fiber deal and it cracked it. That's enough to total it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a complete semi tire. So it's like a um like a an ax an axle failure. It is gnarly looking. You know this thing had some force.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty gnarly. Huh. You know, speaking of McLaren, I hear that they are the one of the worst cars for reliability um as far as exotics go. You know, speaking of interesting news, have you guys watched the new gymkhana yet? The one with the Honda truck in China?
0: I haven't. It's on it's on my list, but I haven't gotten around to it. Uh I heard it's still good, like it's just a letdown from like Jim Conn, a 10, but that it's still pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's definitely underwhelming. You know, I I was a little shocked at how uh, underwhelming it was. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where you you get into these cars nowadays and, and some of these builds. And I think we talked a little bit about this last time where everyone has to outdo the person before them or do something more and more crazy to where you see a car or a truck that has been completely custom built, ground up, know frame suspension everything designed to see it mobbing around a single lane or a two-lane road in china on a mountain pass is not interesting enough like how is that not cool enough to capture your attention you know what i mean like and and in all fairness like i felt the same way as as everyone else like i was like well this isn't as cool as the previous ones but like in reality it's Super, super cool that they were able to build this truck and make something so, like, powerful and unique and 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 I don't know. It's just it's just kind of interesting to to see how far like we've gone down that you know that rabbit hole of of extremes. Uh, and we're just you know it's kind of like when you build a fast car, right? You 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 can't not help but go faster and faster and faster. Like, it's kind of the same way with people doing these builds that are just every build has to be crazier and crazier and crazier in order to be relevant. Um, you know, you see some of these guys like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've been off Instagram for a little while now, but back in the day when I was on there, you know, you're seeing these guys do these just crazy like patina uh, rods and stuff where they got these big old rims and these just everything super chopped and super channeled, just crazy, crazy over the top stuff just to be like relevant so 10,
0: how did you feel about jim kahana 10 do you feel like it was too gimmicky or did you like that one because it had quite a few gimmicks which one was 10 that's the one where they cycled through all the different vehicles and it i was, liked right, 10 one, i thought time was good
2: i mean it, it was it was cool it had, it had interesting elements um you know i, I like to see the different vehicles i think And obviously, you know, there are people's favorites, uh, but as far as being gimmicky, I mean, all Gymkhana really is, is a giant advertisement, right? I mean, it's not, it's not meant to be, it's not meant to really appeal to enthusiasts. It's meant to like, wow, that's cool. That's a cool car. Look at that. Oh, it's a Mustang. It's all wheel drive. That's pretty interesting. But it's
0: also entertainment, expensive entertainment you don't have to pay for. So you pay for it with, with that with totally yeah, yeah yeah
2: no, I I don't disagree with that um it's i i can't say that i think it was gimmicky i think it was i think it was doing what it intended to do which was uh, you know advertise and and it was it was entertaining and uh you know i i enjoyed it um, i think the best one obviously well not obviously but the best one for me was uh the first uh uh one with the mustang the first
1: unicorn i think with the 65 in it yeah
2: yeah, yeah, when they were
1: uh Yeah, after that is kinda of when it started to become a bit of a gimmick. I did like Pike's Peak. Being I being a I've driven that road, I've driven Pikes Peaks. So like actually seeing that, like it's you can it's more relatable as to like how hard that actually is after driving that road. It's like this guy's doing this at a hundred plus. I'm like, I drove this thing on a rental car and it seems sketchy in that. Right, right.
0: So have you guys Either of you seen the uh making of uh Jim Kana? I haven't.
2: I haven't watched it yet.
0: So if you have uh Amazon uh Amazon Prime, they have uh the Jim Kahana files um on uh on Amazon there. And we we watched it with the boys, you know, one one per week and at ten episodes showing how they made Jim Kahana 10. And they go through everything with their their personal lives, the actual filming, the setup, the science of the cars, the troubles they had with the cars, with the sets, you know how they had to take multiple runs at stuff, how they only had some opportunities in some cities, and um, just everything that goes into it. And we have, I think maybe I like Gymkhana ten more than you guys because I've watched how much effort they put in to uh, each to each segment they they worked for months to make everything work and the uh, the segment with the um, with the escort alone was just the biggest headache for them I I I highly recommend because if nothing else you get to see a lot more of that and it's you know raw footage and a lot of different angles and and you just get to see what goes on. It, you, want, you get to watch them kind of build the truck a little bit. Very very. Interesting yeah, I'll have to watch. watch that sometime here. So I want to I want to cut back in with uh, I found on Motor Authority about the no sway bars. Uh, so it says here um, that instead McLaren relies on the power of hydraulic fluid dynamics to keep the vehicles cornering flat when you turn left the system works to push the right side of the car back up, uh, turn back to the right and the system of cylinders and fluid Hmm. will lift the left side up. So it, um, so it's a
2: Citroen DS is what you're saying.
0: Basically, uh, a very, very advanced form of that where it simply has a, a central fluid reservoir and it pushes to the, to the outside to keep it from rolling. Um, you know, just a a different idea than the magnahedral alignment stuff.
2: Does that uh Does that share its fluid reservoir with the braking
0: system, like on uh, some of the older cars? Oh goodness, I'd hope not. Yeah, I want my brake fluid to stay in the brakes. I would imagine it's got its own yeah. pump and reservoir system. Need it. Yeah, it says hydraulic fluid, so it's, it's probably yeah. separate from a DOT fluid. Yeah, it almost have to be. Okay, last last thing I really want to cover because I forgot last week. Have you guys seen Ford versus Ferrari? I have not. It's on my list. Oh goodness. Then I won't I won't spoil it. But um, you know, that story that we've all known for most of our lives. But it's it's such a good interpretation of what happened and everyone plays their characters super well it's mostly accurate to what happened they they include some of the rumors of what happened as fact but i like them so i'm okay with it um i highly recommend it to watch i would i'd get out and watch if you if you get the chance and on the big screen having the sound design with the surround sound big speakers in the big screen
1: I, with it in in theater, I'm I'm doubtful if I get to it in theater. Definitely when it comes out, on other platforms I will watch it. The only thing I'm committing to in theaters is Star Wars whenever it comes out this month, whatever week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, got
1: that I'm definitely going to. Do, but yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, the other one that I will...
2: there's a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, new, yeah. Uh,
1: there's a new Shelby <laughs> thing on Netflix. Show. It says it's called Shelby American. It seems interesting too. It's on my list of things to watch.
0: Yeah, it's probably pulling on the yeah, uh, the G48 of, it, yeah. 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 Of, of the movie. It's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. watch definitely, yeah. definitely
1: worth watch one form or another here.
0: Thank you for listening to the Garage Night Podcast. I'd like to thank my guests Jeff Tracy and Andy Tamlin for joining me tonight and Kara Square for allowing us to use the song Blue Sky Blues under a Creative Commons license for our intros and outros of the show. I'm also pleased to announce the imminent launch of the network's second program, Surround Table Podcast, about all things motocross. I'll be joined on a regular basis by my father and ex-racer, Roger, and by my uncle and motocross fanatic, David. Please stay tuned for more shows to debut next year, and with them are Contact Avenues. Until next week, keep turning wrenches.